0: Two uh, tonight. Good to have each one that's with us tonight, and we appreciate your presence here. Matthew chapter two, and we want to begin reading in the first verse there in Matthew chapter two tonight. Sound like a Christmas story. We usually don't hear this till around December. But the Bible said, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened the treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and mirth, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed unto their own country another way. Thank you, you be seated. Father, we do thank you tonight, Lord, for the joy of what we've already experienced, Lord, in the prayer room, getting with uh, men to pray for our own needs as well as others. The joy of, Lord, coming out here and singing the songs of God together And then, Lord, to listen as, uh, Lord, we had the uh, two specials, Lord, that uh, have a message to minister to our heart tonight. And now we come, Lord, to this preaching time. And, Lord, we pray that you'd speak to us something out of your wonderful word tonight and help us no matter how long that we've been a Christian, help us to grow a little bit more tonight. Father, we pray for those that could be here tonight and they're never been saved, And I pray the Lord to visit them tonight and speak to their heart that, Lord, that they might see their need of a Savior and they might come to the Lord tonight and ask Him to forgive them of their sin and to save them and make them a reservation in heaven. God, we do pray tonight. Thank you for all this you've done for us. Forgive me of my sins and failures and, Lord, may you strengthen my weakness, Lord, I pray And we'll thank you in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Uh, We've been preaching last three Sundays, counting tonight, last three Sundays we've been preaching on the subject of worship, and I want to continue that uh, tonight. Uh, In the Old Testament, the first time, we first sermon I preached on worship, we Discovered that the first time we find the word worship in the Bible is in Genesis chapter number 22 uh, where Abraham said, uh, me and the lad will go yonder and we'll worship. Uh, so it's when Abraham has come and he brings his son Isaac. In the New Testament, the first time we find the word worship, that worship word, The first time we find it in the New Testament is Matthew chapter 2 and verse 2 that we read tonight, where the wise men uh, came and they said, we have come uh, to worship him. In the story of Abraham, in Abraham's story, God steps in and he stops Abraham from offering up Isaac, his son, and God says, "Uh, don't offer Isaac, God said, I'll provide myself he said, "A lamb." In 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 Matthew's gospel, uh, in Genesis, Abraham brings his son to be an offering, and God stops it. But in Matthew, we find that God provides Himself as a lamb. Uh, we find that, uh, as a little poem we say when we're kids, that Mary had a little lamb, and uh, so we find that in in Matthew that. The Lord becomes the Lamb. In Matthew, Matthew 1 verse 21, he said, The angel said, She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. As Jesus grew up was baptized by John, in John 1 and 36, one day John looked up and he saw the Lord, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, that taketh away the sin of the world. First Timothy 3 and verse 16, the Bible said, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, how that God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up unto glory. And so God, God did not stop that lamb from being offered up, uh, as in the Old Testament which is a type and in the New Testament we have the fulfillment of it. But in the case of Abraham in the, in the Old Testament and the case of what we've read tonight in the New Testament we find that both instances these people were wise in their worship. Now, I want to preach tonight for a few minutes I want to preach on the wisdom of worship. The wisdom of worship. The Bible said here in verse 2 that there came wise men from the east. Uh, We don't know how long that these men have been traveling. We know they were uh, from the orient. They were uh, far from the east and they'd been traveling a while. We don't know exactly how long that they'd been traveling. But I want to I want to give you three things tonight on that subject of the wisdom of worship. A person is wise that worships. A person that worships the Lord Jesus Christ is a wise person. The Bible said here that these the God said these God said these wise men uh, they came from the east uh, to worship Him. The Bible said. And I want to give you three things tonight about that. First of all, tonight I want to say that I see the wisdom of these men. I see the wisdom of when they worshiped. I don't know how long they traveled. I don't know how far they came from. I don't know how many cities that they went through. But I do know this they never did worship till they found Him. I want to say tonight, thank God, uh, uh, this old world, listen, tonight, I'm glad that I've found Him. I'm glad tonight that I've got something that I know truly is worthy of worship tonight. You know, there's a lot of people tonight and they, uh, they're they worshiping, you know, to hear them say it, they're worshiping tonight, uh, but they ain't never found Him, uh, Uh, They're going through some kind of a ritual, some type of a ceremony, some type of a thing. Uh, And if you were asked them tonight, they'd say that they were worshiping. Uh, uh, But they're not very wise uh, uh, because they're worshiping uh, before they ever found Him. Uh, I want to tell you tonight, I don't believe that anybody has ever really worshipped and done much worshiping until they found Him. Amen. Uh, uh, you see tonight, they were wise. They were wise. You say, why? Because the Bible said that they came uh, from the east. They came a long ways. They traveled a long ways. You know, a lot of people, they'll say, well, I go to church because it's close to my house. Uh, I go to church because it's handy. I go to church because I don't have far to go. I uh, I think I think it was Oliver Green uh, that said uh, I'd rather walk uh, five miles and get fed uh, uh, than to just step next door and get fooled. Amen. I I believe that tonight. I think you need to go to a place where God is. Uh, uh, you need to go to a place where you're directed of the Lord. Uh, uh, now these wise men, you know what they could have done? Uh, uh, they could have just stayed home. Uh, They could have just said, well, I can worship good here as I can over there. A lot of people tell me that. Well, I don't go to church because I can worship here at home, out on the lake, uh, up in the deer stand. I can worship there as good as I can here. Well, they could have said that, but they didn't do it. uh, they said, no, we're going to journey because uh, uh, they had seen his star. They knew the prophecy and Numbers and they knew that. And they said, we're going to keep going uh, until that we find him. Amen. And uh, then I want to say this. Uh, uh, they could have satisfied themselves uh, with false worship. You say, what do you mean? Well, over in Acts 17, we got some people there. That's a worshiping over there in Acts 17, uh, but it ain't real worship. Paul went there on Mars Hill, and it was a place where the people were superstitious. Uh, They had a lot of superstitions about a lot of different things, uh, and so they thought there's a lot of gods, uh, and so they had had a, a thing erected. They had an idol, a statue, if you will, Erected to every false god and uh, and every god that they'd ever heard of, they had something there in place of them. And Paul said in Acts 17, and verse 23, Paul said, For I passed by and beheld your devotions. I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship him, declare I unto you. In other words, Paul was saying, you're worshiping, but you ain't even found him yet. Uh, uh, Paul said, you're worshiping, but you're worshiping ignorantly. Amen. Uh, I'm glad these wise men, they kept searching until they found the real one. Amen. Uh, uh, You know, a lot of people don't search. Uh, uh, They just take whatever's handed them. That's all they know. That's all they care about. That's all they look for. But these men were searching for... uh, the real thing. They were searching for the real Messiah. They were wise in their selection that they made. Uh, They didn't just worship anything. I'm sure that as they journeyed and went through one town and one place, uh, there was temple after temple. There was uh, places of worship, if you will, erected. Uh, But they were wise in their selection. They said, we're not going to worship until we find Him. Amen. You know, a lot of people are not wise in their worship. Uh, A lot of people, they have the wrong idea about worshiping. Amen. I I want you to know tonight, listen, I I want you to know that if you limit your worship only to church, if the only time you ever worship is at church... If you limit your worship to church, and church ought to be a place of worship. We got it on the sign out there. We say worship service at 11, worship service at 6. Uh, uh, We put that out there, but as I've said before, we don't really know when worship's going to start. Amen? Uh, uh, Just because we open the doors at 11 don't mean worship starts at 11. You say, when's worship start? Worship starts whenever God speaks to your heart, Uh, uh, worship starts whenever you become uh, uh, obsessed with the thought of God, of who He is, how great He is, uh, uh, who His Son is, what His Son has done. Uh, And the truth is, uh, you may go through a whole hour of service uh, and never worship God. Uh, uh, But at the same time, you may sit through a whole hour of service uh, and maybe right in the middle of that service... uh, God speaks to your heart through a testimony. God speaks to your heart through the preacher, through the Word of God, through a song. And God connects with your heart. And the Holy Ghost, uh, He begins to bring tears to your eyes. And there for just maybe 30 seconds, maybe a minute, uh, you feel that eternal connection. And you know that you have been touched by God. And you have worshipped God. Amen. I I doubt if many people ever worship God for a whole hour. We call this the worship hour. Uh, But if you limit worship to church only, the minute church is over, uh, you lose your worship attitude. Uh, And then what that's like, uh, that's like going to church uh, and getting a bulletin. And like I've seen people do many times, you read the bulletin. And then you throw it down in the pew or down on the floor uh, and you forget about it and go your way out the door. Well, if we go out the door and we limit our attitude of worship only to church, uh, if we limit our attitude of worship only to church, uh, I'm telling you, that's just like doing that. Amen. uh, you ought to come to church with a worshipful mind. Uh, you ought to leave church with a worshipful mind. Uh, and we ought to keep a worshipful mind on our church at all, on our mind at all time. Amen. Uh. And so they came, and they could have been satisfied with just any kind of worship, any kind of service, any kind of song, any kind of sermon, any kind of Bible. They could have been satisfied with any kind of worship, but no, they kept traveling night and day because they were looking for the real thing. Amen. I'm glad, thank God, that I know what the real thing is tonight, aren't you? I tell you what they could have done. They could have been like multiplied thousands, and they could have been satanically misled by the devil. The Bible said in Matthew twenty four, twenty-four, there shall arise false Christ and false. Prophets. Amen. Uh, That's our day. That's Matthew 24. That's end time. The Bible said there'd be many false Christ, false Messiahs. And so some people are misled by the devil. They're not worshiping the Lord Jesus, Uh, they're worshiping some other false Messiah that we could name tonight, like Mohammed or. Buddha, or some other false messiah that they say they're worshiping tonight. Well, I want you to know tonight that Revelations 13, it proves to us that there is a real worship and there is a false worship. Amen. You know what Revelations 13 is? That's when the beast comes up out of the sea. That's the when the Antichrist comes on the scene. And look there in verse 8, and the Bible said... And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Now that hims, the antichrist, that him is uh, is the antichrist, the uh, the false one. That's who that is. And the Bible said all the world is gonna worship him. You know what that's saying? That's saying that the whole world is worshiping, but it is a false worship. Amen. Look at verse eleven. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exercised all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast. In other words, the false prophet, what he does is he causes the whole world to falsely worship. Uh, This uh, Antichrist, uh, this false Messiah. And so we see that that's the same thing happens today. Uh, What false prophets do uh, is they cause people to worship falsely and to worship in uh, a false way. So I want to say... uh, that these men were wise in their searching. They kept looking uh, until they found the real thing. Uh, they were wise in their selection. They didn't just pick anybody. No, sir. They they kept going till they found the Christ. Uh, they were wise in the scriptures. Uh, how did they even know about that star? How did they even know about a Messiah? The reason was because they was wise in the scripture. Uh, Can I tell you tonight, if you're wise in the Bible, if you're wise in the Scriptures, uh, uh, that'll be a great, great help uh, in making sure you find the real thing, uh, in making sure that your worship is real, that it is real worship that you're giving to the Lord. Amen. Look down verse 15 of that same chapter, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that... The image of the beast should both speak and cause it as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. That's bad times. Uh, But I'm glad that even in the tribulation time, uh, there's going to be some people uh, that are worshiping right, that are worshiping the right one. They refuse uh, uh, to worship the antichrist uh, and to take his mark and to go along with his agenda. They refuse to do it. Uh, It'll cost them their life. Uh, uh, Their life will end. They'll probably be beheaded. uh, but you know what? They're still going to overcome. Because uh, the Bible said Revelation 12 and verse 11 uh, uh, that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb uh, and by their testimony that they loved not their life uh, unto, watch it, the death. In other words, it's not a heart attack, it's not diabetes, it's not cancer, but it's a specific Death, the death, Uh, and what that death will be uh, is will be the beheading uh, of those that won't follow along and do what the Antichrist wants them to do. And so uh, you say, well, they should have followed along. No, uh, they'll be wise uh, in their worship of the real one uh, uh, because i tell you why. They may, they may lose their head down here, uh, but they won't even, they won't even, our head won't even hit the ground uh, until they'll be with the Lord. Amen. Uh, Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Uh, I'm glad for that tonight. So I see the wisdom of when they worshiped. Amen. They worship not until uh, they found the Lord. You ever seen people try to worship before the Lord really shows up? It's all flesh. It's all flesh. The Bible said, They that worship God must worship Him in spirit. Amen. You can't worship God in your flesh. Uh, you can make a bunch of motions. You can make a bunch of actions. And I'm not saying that's, that doesn't happen when you really worship God in the spirit. But I'm saying, If all there is to it is your flesh, God don't even accept it. Because they that worship God must worship Him in spirit uh, and in truth. Uh, they were wise when they worshipped. Then I want to say this, they, the, they were wise in what they worshipped. Look at it there in verse 11. And the Bible said to when they were coming to the house... They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and they worshipped him. Not only were they wise in when they worshipped, but they were wise in what they worshipped. Many people tonight, they worship, but they worship uh, falsely. They're unwise in what they worship. They don't worship the right thing. Amen. Amen. I want you to know tonight, listen, I, I want you to know tonight uh, that it's a waste of time, it's a waste of effort, it's a waste of any everything that you put in to worship uh, if you're worshiping the wrong thing, amen, uh, but you notice what they worshiped, uh, let's stop a minute and think about this, let's think about what they could have worshiped, what they could have worshiped, uh, I'll tell you what they could have worshiped. Uh, they could have worshipped that star. Amen. Uh, uh, they could have worshipped that personal star, be it an angel or star, whatever it was. Some say it was an angel. Some say it was a star. But they could have seen that and they could have just started worshipping that. Amen. Uh, uh, you see tonight, there's a lot of people uh, uh, that they're not worshipping Him. Uh, uh, they're worshipping things that belong to Him. Amen. Uh, uh, you're not to worship things that belong to Him. Uh, uh, you are to worship him amen uh, you see we got people and they worship saints tonight yeah they they worship saints tonight that's what they worship they pray to saints they 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 pray to saints they idolize saints they make They make idols and images of saints. Uh, You're not supposed to worship saints tonight. Uh, uh, You're supposed to worship the Savior tonight. Amen. Uh, uh, There is people tonight... And you know what they worship? They worship the scriptures. I, now, I love the Bible. I believe this Bible is the Word of God. I, I believe this Bible it gives me the truth to know what to worship. I, but I'm not worshiping the Bible tonight. I, I'm worshiping the God of the Bible. I, I'm worshiping the, the I'm worshiping the Living Word of the Bible tonight. I'm worshiping the Lord, Amen. I, I, but a lot of people they. Worship the Scriptures. A lot of people... They worship shrines, you know. They got these shrines, these holy places they go and they worship them. They worship everything uh, except what they're supposed to worship. You're supposed to worship Him. Amen. Uh, You're not supposed to worship a denomination. Uh, You're not supposed to worship a preacher, a pastor, a evangelist. You're not to worship them. They're just things that belong to Him. Uh, uh, You're not to worship a singer or singers you're not to worship them they are just something that belongs to him Amen I tell you, a lot of people uh, uh, preach a religion. A lot of people, uh, uh, they worship their pastor. Uh, and, and you ought to respect your pastor. Uh, give him double honor uh, and respect him and honor him. Uh, uh, but listen, uh, uh, you're not to worship me or anybody else uh, except the Lord. Amen. Uh, uh, that's who you're to worship. Henry Ward Beecher was a very popular pastor and preacher. Of yesteryear, and one Sunday morning, without uh, without warning, one Sunday morning, as, as it was preaching time, and the people were excited to hear uh, Pastor Beecher, and uh, and just as they they were getting their Bibles, they were getting ready to listen to a sermon from him, excited about hearing from him, uh, and all at once he calls a unknown preacher to the podium. And he said, "We're glad to have brother so and so with us today, and he'll be bringing the message this morning." Uh, and it said as he announced that, and as the man come over to the pulpit, uh, he said many people stood up uh, and they started uh, making their way to the exit or going out the door. Uh, and uh, and preacher Beecher, uh, he seen what was happening, and he stood up very quickly. Uh, and he said, all of you I, I, that have come to worship, preacher, Beacher, today, you may be dismissed. And he said, the rest of you that have come to worship God, he said, keep your seat. Amen! 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 We're not worshiping preachers. We come to worship God. It don't matter who's preaching, if they're God's man. It don't matter who's singing, if they're God's singers. It don't really matter. We've not come to worship them. We've not come to worship the singer or the preacher. Oh no, I, I, we've come to worship Him, amen and thank God we ought to get up on Sunday morning, uh, and we ought to say, I'm going uh, uh, to worship God. Amen. I'll tell you, that'd help us right there. Uh, If we'd just get out of the attitude I'm going to hear Brother Rick, or I'm going to uh, hear the singing, or I'm going to hear the Sunday school teacher. Uh, No, sir. If we'd get up with this mindset, uh, uh, we're going today to worship the King. Uh, uh, We're going today to worship God. Amen. Uh, uh, And think about that amen Uh, you see when you come to worship God uh, it don't matter it don't matter who's preaching it don't matter if they're loud or if they're quiet it don't matter who's singing Uh, all that matters is you have come to worship him amen Uh, and that's what worship service is supposed to be about that's what it's all about amen they could have worshipped they could have worshipped the star but they didn't do that because they was not supposed to worship it, they are just supposed to follow it. You're not supposed to worship the preacher. You're just supposed to follow him. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. If I don't follow Christ, you don't worry about following me. Amen. You see, we only follow the leader, the pastor, we only follow him as he follows the Lord. They could have worshipped his personal star. They could have worshipped the potentate Herod. Look at verse, look at verse uh, two, or uh, chapter two and verse seven. When they heard, when they heard the king, they departed. Look there in uh, verse three. When Herod the king had heard these things, Herod's a king. Herod's, if you will, he's looked at as a potentate. He's a powerful leader, and they could have come there. To Herod, and they could have just stopped there and worshiped him. Amen. They could have just worshiped him. There's a lot of people that they worship political leaders. Amen. Uh, I think you ought to pray for them. I think you ought to hold them up. I think you ought to find out what they believe, vote for the right one. Uh, uh, But we don't need to worship them. Isaiah got into that problem. Uzziah was a great king. Uh, and uh, Uzziah got to looking at him uh, instead of looking at God. Uh, and uh, the Bible said that in the year that Uzziah died, uh, Isaiah said, "I saw the Lord." Uh, you say why? Because he couldn't see him because he was looking. He was looking at at uh, at, at 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 the king. There's looking at Uzziah, and he couldn't see God. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, and it worries me sometimes. I hear Christian people. And I like our president. I'm for him. I'm with him. Amen. I, but you know what? I, I I'm not I'm not putting all my eggs in his basket. I, I I'm not looking totally to him. Amen. I'm looking to the Lord. Amen. I I'm looking to the Lord. I, the Bible said it doesn't matter. I, uh, it, well, it matters, but it doesn't really matter in the sense of who gets in there. God's still in control. Amen. I, uh, God's still in control now, I know who I'm voting for this fall. I hope you're registered, and I hope you know who you're voting for this fall uh, and if you need some help in making your selection, see me after service and I'll be glad to help you amen about uh who who to do, vote for. Uh, uh, but should it turn out the other way, uh, I'm not going to have a nervous breakdown. I, I, I'm just going to figure, well, the Lord's got it all in His plan and He's just planning on getting me out of here quicker than what I thought about. Amen. I, and uh, so anyway, uh, what I'm saying is, we're not to worship people in power. We're not to worship some potentate. We're to worship Him. You say, why? i tell you why. Because the Bible said in 1 Timothy 6 and 15, which in times, talking about Jesus, which in times he shall shew who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Uh, uh, You see, there ain't nobody any higher than him, thank God. Uh, I'm glad for that tonight. I'm glad that the Bible said he's the prince of the king's of the earth. He's over all of them, thank God. I, I'm glad this morning. I don't want to worship some political leader. Some people do. Look at this one. He could have worshipped one of the baby's parents. The Bible said there, the Bible said, and when they were coming the house, they saw the young child with Mary His mother. They could have worshipped Mary. There is people in this world tonight and not too far from where we're seated tonight, there is people that worship Mary. Amen. I I listen, I thank God uh, that Jesus had a good mother. I know that God picked the very best one he could have picked for him. Uh, but nowhere in the Bible are we told to worship Mary. No, not one place are we told. Uh, actually, the Bible, the, the Bible, the Bible says that That Jesus, many times after this, He always refers to her as woman. When He died on the cross, He said, Mother, behold thy son. And on the cross, He referred to her, He respected her as His mother, but nowhere in the Bible did He say that we are to worship Mary. Amen. Matter of fact, eight days after he was born, they took him to the temple to be circumcised. And eight days after he was born, the Bible said that his mother and Joseph, they went to the temple, and they brought a sacrifice for Uh, themselves. A turtle dove. You say why that? Because they were poor people uh, and that was the cheapest sacrifice that you could bring. Uh, But you know why you bring a sacrifice? Uh, uh, You bring a sacrifice because uh, uh, you are a sinner. Amen. Uh, uh, Mary was a sinner. uh, Just like you. Just like me. Uh, uh, Mary was a sinner. I, we don't worship sinners. I, we worship the Savior. Amen. I, uh, tonight could have worshipped her. Look at verse 4. They gathered all the chief priests. Could have worshipped the priest. I mean these are the big boys. This was the chief. They could have just worshipped them. There is people that worship priests. People do that. Not very wisely, but there's people that do that. I'll tell you something else. Look at verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, they could have worshipped the place. They could have said, we're here at Bethlehem. We're going to worship the place I, I know some folks that they worship the place uh, they worship they worship the building they worship the church uh, they worship that more than they do worship him amen uh, no sir we're not to worship the place uh, i know some folks and they won't never join another church uh, because they say grandma and grandpa, they always went to the little church and country church and they went there all their life and they died and they're buried out there in the cemetery, and I won't never go nowhere but where they went. Well, you need to go where God wants you to go. If you got to dig them up, dig them up and take them with you, amen. But go where God wants you to go, amen. Don't worship a building, don't worship a place. Thank God for this building thank God for this little old piece of ground I, I thank God for what he's done for us here I, I, but I want you to know tonight if a tornado come through tonight about midnight I, and it leveled this ground blowed the building away blowed the songbooks away blowed the piano play uh, piano not the piano player piano away if it came and blowed everything away we could still worship God we could still worship him Amen. Be a good day. I'm 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 all for church worship, and I think you need to worship the Lord in church every week. But don't let that be the only place that you worship. Amen. Worship at home. Worship, washing dishes. Worship, making the bed. Worship running the vacuum cleaner. Worship mowing the yard. Worship weed eating. Worship sitting on the porch. Worship sitting there at the table when you're having your meal. Learn to worship everywhere. Amen. You say, why? He's worthy of worship every second of the day. He's worthy of worship. Amen. Amen. Learn to worship God everywhere. Learn to worship God going down the road. People think you're crazy but you can have some really good worship services in a car going down the road. Amen. Worship God while you're out and about doing things. Learn to worship God. Worship God in a hospital room, Brother Marty. Remember years ago, I was a young preacher and I went up in the intensive care ward and I was over here visiting with a person and I spoke to the person over here as I came by because I knew them. And I'm over there visiting and all at once I hear a lot of racket going on. Praise God! Praise God! Glory to God! Praise God! were running, people were running, doctors were running. And after it all settled down, there was a lady in there. And they said, ma'am, what in the world's going on? She said, that machine started looking funny. And I thought I was a dying." And she said, if I was going to die, I was going to go out shouting, I was going to go out worshiping Him, praise God. Amen. She's like, you see them heart machines. She's like the man I went in the room. He said, Preacher, I'm kind of worried. So what's wrong? He said, all my little fence posts don't look right. Moving around the bed made that thing change, you know. But learning to worship God. Amen. Amen. I bet uh, she gave a good example there tonight. I bet she worshiped God when she got the news about Hunter, but she worshipped God. She's worshiping God here tonight. She's worshiping God. Amen. And uh, I never will forget. Uh, years ago, my wife and I had retired to bed and went to sleep, and the phone rung. And uh, Scotty's wife. He said, "Scotty, there." I said, "No, he ain't here right now." Why? I said, "Well, he's over at that body shop, and he ain't called. He ain't come home. I ain't heard nothing from him." Don't know where he is. So I'm afraid one of them old cars fell on him or something. Said he was working on them old cars. And, and so we hung up. So well, he's probably all right, you know. And we laid there in the bed. And the devil got to working. We got to thinking, you know, laying there. And a few minutes, to call back again. About 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Said, you heard anything yet? Said, no, we ain't seen nothing from him. So I'm worried about him. And uh, his home was one place. Body shop somewhere else. And finally, about 30 minutes later, the phone rung. My wife got it, and she said, I heard her say, Oh, good, oh, good, oh, good. Thank the Lord. Edna, uh, I said, What is it? She said, He just come home. Everything's all right. And I said, Good, praise God. And I laid down there and went to sleep, and I went soundly to sleep for about 45 minutes. And all at once, my wife jumps up in the bed and goes, Oh, praise God! And after I got my breath, and after my heart got back to its regular beat, I said, woman, what's wrong with you? She said, he's okay. Thank God, he's okay. He's okay. That's what real worship is, amen. It don't matter if you're in the bed or in the car, walking down the street, up on the square, it don't matter when it's time to worship, it's time to worship, amen. Amen. Thank God. We 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 don't worship the place. I listen to some people and I can tell really what they're worshiping is either their preacher or the place. That's what they're really worshiping. It ain't about them. It's about Him. Look at verse 11. And the Bible said it when they had... The Bible said it when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto Him gifts, gold, frankincense, and mirth. Now not only did they show wisdom in when they worship, not only did they show wisdom in what they worship, but they show wisdom in how they worship. How they worship. The Bible said they presented unto Him gold, frankincense, and mirth. I want you to notice something here. They were alert when they found him. They wasn't asleep. Nobody's punched them, trying to keep them awake. Because they got their mind on him. Jim Dunn was a pastor at the First Baptist Church. And uh, his wife's name was Gladys. Gladys. Gladys was her name. And she was very friendly and outgoing, and you know, welcoming people and visitors and things like that. And as uh, as uh, as Pastor Dunn preached that morning, it was one of those times when it was sermon was dry, sermon was dead, sermon was long, and about half the congregation was nodding off and going to sleep. And when he finally did finish his sermon and conclude his sermon, Sister Dunn got up. She noticed an old man that was visiting that day and she noticed him sitting over there and she went over there to him and she said, she stuck her hand out and she said, sir, I, I'm glad it's done. He said, me too, praise God. Was asleep. I tell you, Rick Prophet might put you to sleep. But the God of glory, you can't get connected with Him. You can't get to focusing on Him. You can't get Him as your main objective and going to sleep. Amen. Worshiping Him, thank God. The Bible said these people, they knew how to worship. You say, Why, look at it. Look here. He said. And when they were come into the house they saw the young child with Mary his mother. And what did they do? They fell down! They knew how to worship. Amen. I know God can hear you standing. I know God can hear you seated. I understand all that. But sometimes we need to realize who He is. That He's feels the universe that earth is his footstool and heaven's his throne and sometimes it's just good to get down amen. amen have you ever got down on your knees and the Holy ghost said you need to go a little lower yes. you get flat on your belly I lock my office door when I'm up there. You say, why? I don't want you to walk in and find me on my belly and think I've had a heart attack. Sometimes I get in there. Sometimes Brother Caleb, he gets in there. And sometimes, sometimes... He just fills the room and I find myself on my belly just praying and worshiping and thanking God. I'll be honest with you. My best worship services are usually not down here. They're usually up there. They're usually up there. And see, if all you got is a shot at maybe a worship service on Sunday morning, good luck you need to learn to worship God every day of your life. They fell down before Him. And then notice this, the Bible said that they they presented unto Him gifts. Not only were they falling down, but they were giving to Him! Real worship's given to Him. I appreciate it when people, uh, you know, say good things about me. I appreciate that. I really appreciate it when they ended up by thanking Him for me, because because all of it goes to Him. Amen. If we have any good thing in our life, it's because of Him. If you got a good husband, if you got a good wife, if you got a good family, if you got a good job, if you got good health, whatever goods you got, it's from Him. Amen. Amen. Yes. Oh, yeah. need to worship Him, give to Him. The Bible said they brought unto Him of their treasures. They didn't just give Him, they didn't just say, well, I don't use this much anymore. Let me give that to the Lord. It aggravates me when people get a new stove or refrigerator and they want to haul their old one over here and give it to God. Something about that don't seem right. Once you give God the, good, the new one, you keep the old one. Amen? That didn't go over very good, but I don't really give a flip. We shouldn't give God our leftovers. We shouldn't give God what we don't need anymore, what we don't use anymore. We should give God our best. That's why, that's why, that's why it ain't because that I don't like uh, Levi's. I got some, I wear them. It's not because I don't like T shirts. That's what I wear most of the time. And when I'm at home, it's a T shirt. But that's why that I say when we come to the house of God, we need to wear our best, amen, for the Lord. We need to wear our best for the Lord. There's a lady come one day And she said, that's up in the old building. She said, Preacher, uh, she said, my daughter's wanting to come, but she don't never wear nothing but blue jeans and shorts and things like that. I said, is it okay if she comes? I I said, yeah. I said, it's okay if she comes, uh, uh, but she needs to learn to dress appropriately. She said, well, Preacher, she's never had a dress on but one time in her life, uh, and that was when her grandfather died. I said, so she loves her grandfather more than she does God, huh? Her granddaughter didn't come and she didn't come back either. We talk about giving God the best. Give God the best praise you can give Him. Give God the best offering you can give Him. Give God the best testimony you can give Him. Given to God. You see, a lot of people think that they're given to the preacher. That's what they think. If you read Exodus, book of Exodus, he talks about that. He talks about how it's God's offer. It's not Moses offering, it's God's offer. When I worked at Donnelly's, I went to church one uh, Sunday night and I, I went in and uh, I, I'll just tell you now, they like to pick at the preacher. Now Steve never did pick at me. Bill never did pick at me because they were kind of on the other side. I knew Bill a little better I Knew Steve at that time. But they like to pick at the preacher. And I went in, Caleb, that night and I had a brand new t-shirt on. I had a brand new pair of Levi's on. I had a brand new pair of work shoes on. And I went in and got my coffee and sat down. And uh, Greg didn't pick at me either too much. <laughs> and I sat down with my coffee. I wouldn't bother nobody. He said, look at the preacher. He said, the offering must have been good today. You must have done all right, Preacher. You got a new shirt, new Levi's, and new shoes. Boy, you must have raked it in today. I said, boys, I said, you can have a new shirt and new shoes and new pants if you just walk right. Right. They said, what do you mean, preacher? What are you talking about? I said, the Bible said that God will not withhold any good thing to him that walketh uprightly. I said, start walking right and God will take care of you. Amen. So, they brought their gifts to the Lord. Did you know most people go to church, and this is a survey that was done of Christian church-going people And most people when asked why they go to church, they said, I go for my pleasure. They said, I go to enjoy the sermon. I go to enjoy the song. I go for the Sunday school. I go for my pleasure." Did you know that we've probably all been guilty of that? But we're not supposed to go for our pleasure. We're to go for His pleasure. Amen. We're to come to church not hoping He makes us feel good, but we make Him feel good. Amen. That's good preaching, Brother Rick. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. They gave to Him. They gave to Him their best. Talking about how they worshiped him, they were falling down, they were given unto him. and watch this how they leave. The Bible said they departed into their own country another way. and be sure to notice this the Bible said, and they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshiped who. Him. Not Mary. Him. Him. And can I tell you, they weren't worshipping Him as that little baby. They weren't seeing Him as that little baby. You say, how do you know that? I know that because of the gifts they gave. The Bible said they gave Him a gift of gold. Gold is a gift for deity. Deity. They said they gave gold. The Bible said they gave frankincense and they gave mirth. You know what those represent? Prophet, priest, and king. When they looked at that baby, they wasn't seeing a little old baby laying there. They were seeing prophet, priest, and king. You know why I know that? Because the Bible said in verse 2, they said, where is he that is born, that is born king. Right. He's already king. Amen. See, they don't ACLU. ACLU in for hell. ACLU's against anything about God. They're not upset about that little plastic baby laying out there in the manger. That's not what tears them up. What tears them up is they know that baby didn't stay a baby. It grew up until the man Christ Jesus. It died on the old rugged cross. It resurrected on the third day. And He's coming back. Glory to God. That's what tears them up. Amen. Notice he gave him gold, frankincense, mirth, prophet, priest, king. And notice when they left. Do you think, and I ask you a question tonight in closing, do you think when they left that they got out of the door and just forgot all about him? You think they got out of the door and uh, they said, well, let's go to Walmart. You think they got out of the door and they said, well, let's go shopping. You think they got out the door and did any of those things? No. I'm telling you, they thought about that for days and days and days. Uh, they thought about that Christ that they seen, they thought about that moment of worship that they had. And I won't tell you something, if you get into a real worship service, it will linger a while. Have you ever gotten a really saturated, Holy Ghost, old time worship service? I've been in a few. Been in a few. Long, long time ago, my boys were little. Little boys. He's pretty smart, though. His kids are pretty smart. See, they went with me to revivals and church every week and Wednesday nights. And they picked up on whenever there's a really good worship service, that's a good time to ask for something. because daddy's in a good mood God showed up daddy's happy daddy's talking, daddy's happy and boy we've had a service such as that and as soon as we got in the car I think it's Corey said daddy can we go to Dairy Queen <laughs> honey when you've been in a Holy Ghost service like we had been in he could have said a little one we'd have went I said sure we will so we go up there, me and my wife, my two little boys. She tells me what he, she wants. He tells me what they want. And I still, I'm still back there at worship service. I, I may be standing at Dairy Queen, but I'm back there at worship service. And I walk up to the window and she said, can I help you, sir? I said, yes, ma'am. I said, I, I, want, I want a hamburger and fries and a Coke and two milkshakes and two cheeseburgers. And she said... And she quoted back to me and she said, Is that all you need, sir? I said, Amen. She looked at me like I was crazy. She said, Excuse me? I'm still back there at the worship service. I'm still back there, Amen, and worshiping God, Amen. I'm saying when you get in a real Holy Ghost worship service, it will linger with you for a while. Well, there's been many a night I've looked at the ceiling and talked to God because I couldn't sleep because God was a lingering. My Aunt Joan, years ago, none of you hardly know her, a few that was here from way back. Aunt Joan, She, uh, when I got called to preach in my first service up on the square in the mission building, Aunt Joan, did as far as I know, she didn't even go to church, but she heard that I was called to preach. And she knowed me. She knowed I was backward, bashful. You couldn't get a word out of me with a crowbar. But she come at Sunday morning. I'm I'm persuaded she only come for one reason, cause she didn't think I'd do anything. She didn't think I could do it. And she was so much made a believer that night out of the service that she started coming to Bethel Baptist Church, join the church. Was the ladies auxiliary clerk. Loved every minute of it. And one night we had a Holy Ghost service up in the old building. I mean, God showed up. I mean, it was such a good service. Marla, I don't know if you remember this or not. Uh, Jeremy was little, and Scott and M was little. Jeremy and M was on that side, and Scott and M was on this side. And, the, and not only was the adults running around and hugging each other, not only was the adults on the altar, but them little old kids, I'm talking five, six, seven years old, they was bawling and they was going across hugging each other up. You say, what was it? God showed up! And my Aunt Joan went out of that service that night. When she come by me, I said, I love you, Joan. She just went on by and didn't say a word. I thought something's wrong. I thought she got offended or something. She came back that Wednesday night. And I said, Was you okay Sunday night? And bless her memory tonight, this is what she said. She said, She said, Ricky, I ain't never felt God so close. I ain't never felt God so much on me. I was afraid if I stopped and talked to you, he'd leave. And she said, I went home and said, my husband spoke to me, and and I just went in, I got in the bed, and I just covered my head up! Because she said, it was so wonderful. It was so wonderful. The Bible says, and being warned of God in a dream, you get to worshiping God and get closer to God. He'll show you some stuff. That they should not return to Herod. But what's this? They departed into their own country. What's the last two words? Another way. When you get in a real worship service, be it at home, be it in, be it in your bedroom, be it in your car, be it in a revival, be it in a camp meeting, when you get in a real worship service, When it's over and He he bids you go with a voice of woe, you don't want to leave, you don't want to quit, but the Lord says go, you'll go different than you came. You'll leave another way. Father, I thank You this, uh, this evening